Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is your my co-host yes. and cohort Victor Adams. Hey man, so thank you for so much for the uh, happy birthday. Oh dude, uh, Facebook postings. Yeah, so, man, it's yeah. your birthday, dude. I mean, you contribute yeah. a lot to this mystery, this show, and yeah. and I love you, man. You're one of my best friends. And well, so. thank you. I just wish I was well during that time. <laughs> I had a major sinus infection. I got the shot in the butt, and then also the Z pack. So. Did that have anything to do with the sinus infection, or was it just? Yeah, uh, no, it was watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying not to make any uns un, well unsavory noises here, clearing the sinuses. While there you go. Me so. too, man. It's yeah. just Memphis weather and pollen, and then they, they they're doing all the work at the house, so. Somebody came over Saturday to sand all the mud on the drywall joints. Oh, yeah. And, you know, usually they have, like, a big vacuum attached to that. Well, he just had one of those, what would equate to, like, the, the vacuum cleaners that have, like, the Shop little container on it. Yeah. You know, like, they make for your house now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was in another room with the door shut, you know, on the addition. But there's still a gap because they haven't laid the flooring down in mm-hmm. some part of it. So, like, I guess all that dust came in. And I was breathing all that stuff in. And so, my stuff's jacked up, too, man. But... No, we're going to make up that party for your birthday, all right? We're going to do something here gotcha. in the next couple of weeks to celebrate since you were down and out. But good to be back in here. You know, this is, uh, we just had the fourth Sunday of Easter, you know, Good Shepherd Sunday. And, you know, we just continue to look at the resurrection of Christ and 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 how to rect- resurrect ourselves, you know, is in our own lives and how to get through our own problems and, and get through into this new life that we're called to as Christians from maybe the places we've been before. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys write in all the time. I had one right before I came to the show that, you know, wrote in and said that uh, he had watched the, the interview on Pints with Aquinas and that he had a similar story and that that interview gave him, uh, you know, a reason and a belief that he could change his life and was just really sharing about the impact that this has had. And, and how he was seeking that resurrected life, you know, that he wanted to to find sort of what, you know, we have and coming out of our sins and things right. like that. So, um, you know, we're looking at that time right now. We're going to talk a little bit today about one thing, um, confession. Uh, you know, I've been to a couple of men's conferences lately and then in our own men's group the other night, we weren't even watching a video on confession and everybody started talking about confession and you had some in the room like, I love confession. And Others, a lot more actually, that were like, I struggle with it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. So I want to talk about that again mm-hmm. today. I know we've done it. We've done a show very, back in the very beginning, like maybe five or six episodes. Right, when in. we were really good. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, when we were awesome right out that's of the right. gate. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to kind of go over some of those things and look at it as a perception versus a reality of confession. So we'll get into that in a minute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, first I want to say thank you to the folks that have been supporting the ministry. We had some more people send in donations through DonorBox uh, in the last week or so. So thank you for that. Every little bit helps. Folks, you know, if, if you found any sort of blessing in the show, I invite you to contribute to what we're doing. We're really trying to take this to the new level. We're getting some some new board members on our board. Um, we're hiring someone full-time in June. That's an expense that's come on. Um, obviously, the, the expense of the studio 
We have all those things, but it's not just about paying the necessary bills. It's about growing into the future, right? I just continue to see the Lord is blessing us by showing us the impact this ministry is having. And so as we move into our YouTube channel and there's some projects we're working on that I can't even, I can't even mention right now because we're, they're in development, uh, that are going to continue past the narrow road and some other things that have a little bit to do about the subject we're going to talk about today, but we're trying to put these things out there for men to continue that, that path for them to help them continue growing into the men that God calls them to be so that they can be the men that, that they want to be inside and that the world needs them to be in our parish and our families needs to be. So look, I know there's a lot of women that listen to this too. I was on the women's conference for virtual Catholic conference this weekend, speaking about the gift of generosity and talking about how you could be generous outside of just money, you know, with your time, talent, words, all those things. And so many women shared, you know, comments there that they were touched by it and they're listening to the, to the podcast. So all you ladies out there, I know we talk about a lot of men's stuff, but a lot of you have said that, that this resonates with you as well as women. So we thank you for that. And just all of you, if you want to could see, you know, continue to see this grow and to blossom and to help allow, you know, to help us really facilitate what the Lord wants with this, then consider giving at donorbox.org slash pew. You can go on there, give a one-time donation, a uh, an annual donation, a monthly donation, whatever you want to do, and any amount helps. Like people say, well, what's my $5 going to do? It helps, you know? I mean, so don't look at it like that. If you feel led to give, then give whatever the Lord is asking you to. We'd be glad to have it because it's going to help us continue to grow. You can do that at donorbox.org slash pew, or you can become a patron at patreon.com slash pew. Uh, as far as the studio update, Victor, we're gonna be ready in a week to really start putting the equipment in, like the facility, the, the building, and the addition, the house, all that stuff is gonna be done, painted, carpet, all that stuff, and then we're gonna get in there when uh, Neil shows up next Monday night and start building it out, and then uh, we're gonna have our first interview come out with Matt Frad in the new studio uh, probably a week or so after that. So very excited about that, um, and just ready to get that going. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet. Go to YouTube, search just to get on the pew, and then hit that subscribe button because there's going to be so much more stuff there. Not just we're going to have the video version of the podcast that you're hearing right now, but we're also going to have live interviews. We're going to have Q and A's. We're going to have all sorts of different things and short clips of long form interviews. All of that, so it can be the home for your visual part of just to get on the pew. So join that, subscribe, start sharing it around. And we'll start building that there so we can continue to deliver that content to you in a new way. Uh, Last thing I'm going to say, Parish Missions. Guys, we're still open in some spots for this year. We're filling up. We're going to Vegas in June. Um, We've got one uh, in July. We've got a couple in August uh, in Nashville and in Wichita, Texas. So we're going all over the country. So look at the webpage. Look at our schedule. If you're a fan of the show, chances are we're probably coming to your neighborhood. So check that out. See if you can be at one of the men's conferences or... Um, one of the um, uh, parish missions we're doing. But this is where we really feel called, Victor. I say it again and again, week after week, is going to these parishes, talking about restoring our identity, a relationship with Jesus Christ, and then helping to start these men's groups. If you're a guy out there that wants this, that wants to start a group, that wants something like you hear Victor and I talk about on here, then get with your pastor and invite us in. At least start the conversation, and then we can see about coming to your area. This is being really impacting a lot of parishes and doing what we need to do, which is calling men into the belief that they can change their lives, that they can be better men, that they can have authentic friendships and they can serve the Lord together. So you can do all that and check all that out at our events page. Go to justagotonthepew.com. You can click a form there, put in your information. I'll give you a call or Lucy will give you a call 
and we'll get in touch with you and see how we can help. But that's what we love to do. That's what helps keep the ministry floating too, you know, is, is, is the funds that come in from that. So if it's on your heart, please consider it because one, you're going to help change your parish and two, you're going to help sustain this ministry through that invitation. So thank you. I know that was a lot. I want to get through that and thank you all for listening to that every week, but it's the best opportunity we have to get that sort of information out to people. So Victor, like I said, you know, confession, this has been something that just, it continues to, to pop up in everywhere I go, whether it's a men's conference, a retreat, uh, a mission or in our own men's group. You know, we were watching a video last week just on virtue and you know we we turned it off after we it was over and we were talking a little bit about virtue and the struggles and the and the successes of it and and a wonderful priest that was a legionnaire did the video from one of our conferences uh virtual catholic conferences and you know all of a sudden it shifted to confession and you had a few men that were saying like i love confession i love to go in there to father geo or father gallagher whoever they're going to see and i love just going in there and just the grace that comes from it and that's sort of where I am, you know, like I've gotten past a lot of the just, man, I'm ashamed of this and all that. I, and just love that grace. But there's a lot of people that when you listen to them, the perception they have of confession is, you know, there's just, I'm ashamed. Uh, I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. And so we're going to talk about some of those perceptions today and then talk about the opposite reality of what really confession is and how as men, we need to look at this because I think a lot of times we'll just start with the first perception as we kind of look at confession is like, I got to go to the principal's office, right? Or I've done something wrong and now I got to go mm-hmm. fess up to my father, you know, when you were little or something like that. And so there's that natural, like nobody wants to do that, right? We have fun acting up, but nobody wants to face the music. And a lot of people look at confession as facing the music. I have to go in there and, you know, I was listening to our original podcast earlier today on confession. And one of your points about that was like seeing God as a judge, and that that's the way that you looked at that earlier in your life was that God loves you, but he also is there to judge you. And I think this is a perception that a lot of people have. In fact, a lot of guys in that room there and I were like, I just don't like it. I don't want to go and, 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 and basically be called on the carpet for things that I've done wrong. And it's just, it's such a wrong, you know, perception because it's not a punishment, you know, and God's not sitting there waiting to judge you. You know, he's waiting there to lo- you know, to love you and, and that's the thing, the reality that's opposite of that perception is that confession is a gift and a grace and a mercy and that it's one of the greatest ways that God, as a loving father, chooses to show his love to us is, no, I'm not the this domineering, objective, judgmental father that's disgusted by you. I'm this father that understands that you're human and you're broken and you made a mistake and I'm here waiting for you to come to me so I can tell you how much I love you and help you get through this. Well, you know, we talked about this before, like, I think it's different for people who are converts to the Catholic faith and those that grew up within the church. Um, and I say that because for, for me, confession was more like, there was no like, kind of like a ritualistic aspect of being forgiven. It was kind of like a, a prayer and you hope that God is hearing inclination of your heart that you want to change, but there's no like, in a sense of like, relief you know you felt, yeah. maybe felt something but you weren't really sure well, you, you know? don't know right yeah. you don't know right <laughs> and so that's kind of what i always struggled with the judge like i was like you know i you know old testament is very kind of like don't do this sure or this is going to happen and the new testament christ comes and teaches love mercy and forgiveness which is the, the combination of like a, a hybrid understanding of what god may, might be or is you know yeah. and so we we kind of try to wrap our human mind around what god is like in our lives when we're doing not good you know we're not really doing well and we're we're trying to strive to do better but 
But when I say that it being a convert is it was that the sacrament of forgiveness was an actual prospect of everything I'm saying, I'm saying out loud to somebody else. Right. In front of that person. Sure. And they're going to hear everything that I know that I've done wrong. Yep. And in turn, they're not going to judge me. They're going to they're going to tell me, you know, this is where you need to focus on doing this. But they're also going to tell me that God loves you, God forgives you, and God, God's mercy is still overflowing for everything that you have done. Yeah. And I think when you're little in the Catholic faith, now again, I'm a convert. Sure. You may be the first confession may be something so intimidating that you're so you know as you know when you're young. You look up to your uh, your relatives, like your uncles and so forth, who are, seem like sequoias, you yeah. know. And you go into the priest, who may be a great priest, but that that aspect of like being one on one as a, a small kid to that adult may be intimidating, and we yeah. may carry that through our whole adult life. Well, and if you have a bad experience, you know, right. I mean, there's a lot of people that have shared that. Like, I just had a bad experience with a priest when I was younger, and I've just always kind of shot away from it. Yeah. But Or people say, like, well, you know, in the beginning of Mass, you know, we confess our sins, and, and they're washed away if they're venial sins and all those things. And while there's some truth in that, like, it's not a reason to not go to confession, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, but to your point, I mean, St. John Paul II says that confession is an act of honesty and courage, which is what we have to have as men is is that desire to to be honest about the things that we're struggling with and then have the courage to go and stand in front of mm-hmm. someone and share that but he says is you know confession is an act of honesty and courage an act of entrusting ourselves beyond sin to the mercy of a loving and forgiving god so i think that's where we have to start is just like god isn't a judge he's not there i mean yes you will be judged for the way you've lived your life one mm-hmm. day but you're not going in there to receive the belt right? <laughs> every yeah. time you go to confession, right? You're, you're going in there to a God that basically says, look, I, this is a gift. Like this sacrament is a gift. It's an outward sign of God's grace, right? This is me trying to give you this, this another opportunity to see how much I love you. So that's perception number one. And I think that we have to start, you know, training ourselves to go, look, this isn't that this is me going to be received and welcomed home no matter what I've done by someone who loves me no matter what I've done. And that if I'm not allowing myself to go and experience that, then I'm cutting off God's grace and mercy and his desire to love me, right, in a different way and and, and really impacting, you know, putting a dam between me and change, you know, in my life. So, two, you know, here's one I hear a lot, ashamed to tell somebody else, and you said something about this a second ago, you know, we're having, we we get too hung up on having to share it with a priest, right? Mm -hmm. We, We forget the reality that it they're in persona Christi, right right that it's not just i'm going to tell you know patrick you know that's the first name of our, of our pastor i'm going to tell patrick my sins no i'm going to tell jesus my sins through father patrick and that this is the way that jesus you know designed this i mean it says through his in, apostles yeah right yeah. in james five sixteen. therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed and this is what confession is all about is healing, mm-hmm. right? Healing ourselves. And so, you know, what I remind myself of every time I go to confession is, all right, I'm going in here to see Jesus, the person I love, who I know loves me unconditionally. We need to quit getting hung up on Father's going to remember that. And the next time I see him in the parking lot, he's going to be like, oh, there's the guy that's watching, you know, midget porn or whatever, you know, I, whatever it may be, right, you yeah. know. I don't mean to be ugly in saying that, but, like, but you know, I mean, and, and not to be you know, to joke around about that too much. But like, he's not sitting there going, oh yeah, there's you, you scumbag. I know who you really are. There's none of that. 
And honestly, you know, they talk about priests forget things. I don't know if they do or they don't. Mm-hmm. I personally hope they don't. Because if I'm going to a regular confessor, I want him to remember where I'm struggling so that we can continue to peel the layers of that onion back and get to the real reason why I'm acting out in the way that I am. You know, I've said this before about about pornography. You know, people are embarrassed to to um, to confess that. But look at the bottom. It, 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 the root of that is a good desire, right? It's I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. We're just acting out in a wrong way. And so the the thing about confession is going and, and confessing this and trying to get back and say, okay, where were you not loved properly in your life? You know, where did you feel unloved that you're that's causing you to act this out? Maybe it was from your mom, your dad, a, a girlfriend you had, whatever it is. But there's something there that was a good desire. That, that has now been distorted and lived out in an improper and in, in, in um, dangerous way, you right. know, through pornography. So we have to get over this, I'm telling Father so-and-so, and see the person of Jesus, right? Because he's the one that gave them the authority. And he has said, in persona Christi, right? They are in my place. And so when I go into confession, I try to imagine I'm talking to Jesus and not so-and-so, right? Because that's going to allow me to get past all that embarrassing to tell another human and i got news for you priests have to go to confession they're confessing a lot of the same things that you are i can tell you that because i've talked to priests that have told me where they struggle right the bishop has to go to confession imagine being a priest listening to your bishop (laughs) this confession right there's so everyone is human right and so we all have to go through this so get over this past this perception of i'm ashamed to tell someone and and look at it as you're talking to jesus the one who, by the way, already knows what you've done, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we have to get to look at that. Three, it's uncomfortable, you know. And a lot of times when people say that, they follow it with, "I don't want God to know." Well, here's the thing, Surprise. right? Yeah, that's right. If God has a plan for our life, which we believe as Catholics, yeah. then in, before He loved us into existence, He knew what we everything we we're going to do in our life. So before we ever did it, He knew it. When you did it, He was there, and now He's giving you an opportunity to go and reconcile with Him, right? To to to, to begin again. And so we need to look at this not as it's uncomfortable, you know, but this is an opportunity again for the mercy of God to flow into my life, the grace of God to come in my life. It, the reality of it is, is that, but also, you know, change always is uncomfortable. And when we're going to confession, the goal is to amend our life. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. But like, that means I have to change. I have to quit doing what right. I'm doing. And any kind of change in our life is difficult. You change jobs, right? You you change um you know, places you go to, to, to school or things like that, those are all difficult things. Well, changing your life is too. And there's going to be pain points and there's going to be awkwardness and uncomfortableness, but that's part of change. And so the reality of that is, yes, it's a part of it, but don't look at the negativity of it like, this is going to be hard. This is going to be a blessing when I get past this struggle in my life. Like, that's the way we should look at this. Well, you talking about change. You're, you're, what you're doing is that you're trying to um, be a better person. Yeah. You know you can be, but yet you give that, that strength with the Holy Spirit. Because I do believe when you leave confession, there's this sense of like the, the Holy Spirit being there to help you, you know, not fall immediately. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like there's a strength and so forth. And a lot of people forget to call upon the Blessed Mother. I mean, she's there for our aid as well. Sure. You know, and, and you know, and novenas and all these things that if you feel like you're just having a hard time, you know, you just left confession, you know, a week ago and you're really struggling. I mean, call upon the saints, you know, yeah. call upon the Holy Spirit 
and and desperately prayed that you get strength in the midst of your torment. Sure. I mean, and that's what all the saints done, and that's what we need to do too. Remember that. Well, and we need to we need to get you know, the uncomfortableness will go away with frequency. Yeah. And that's the thing is we'll go like all right that men's conference is coming up and there's 72 priests there and I'll find one I don't know and right. and you know do the Once walk of shame down there right. and then the guy will never see me again. You need to go more than once a year. I mean, we really should try to go once a month at minimum. I like to go twice a month. And, and really, I've gotten to the point, and I'm not trying to brag like I'm better than anybody else. I have to make myself do this. But I've gotten to the point now where, like, when I do something wrong, if I fall to pornography or something like that, like, my my conscience and, and my prudence starts to go, like, you got to go to confession. Mm-hmm. If you don't get this out of the way, you know, one, you could die tomorrow and have this sin on your on your, on your your soul. But two... Like you're leaving room for sin to grow, like to multiply. And it may not be the same sin. It may be another way. You know, you become angry because you feel guilty because mm-hmm. you sinned and you didn't go to confession. So now you're angry at everybody and right. you commit that. You know, so there's different ways that this happens. And, you know, this this whole perception of I don't want God to know, we just need to get past it because St. Augustine says, in failing to confess, Lord, I would only hide you from myself, not myself from you. What he's saying there is by failing, you know, by refusing to confess and thinking, well, God just won't know. You know, it's he won't have any idea. I'm really hiding God from me, not me from God. As as we've said, he sees everything. You know, another one we hear is, I'm tired of confessing the same sin. It's embarrassing, and I'm full of shame. Well, you know what? We got to quit looking at it like that because, in the words of Saint Thomas Aquinas, in the life of the body, a man is sometimes sick, and unless he takes medicine, he will die. Even so, in the spiritual life, a man is sick on account of sin. For that reason, he needs medicine so that he may be restored to health. And this grace is bestowed. This is the way we need to look at this. It's not, I'm tired of going and saying the same thing. I'm embarrassed. There's a shame. We need to look at it, like I said, of peeling the onion back and saying, like, what's the root of this? Again, that that with pornography, we'll just use that because that's probably the most commonly confessed thing by men is... You know, we need to look at it as I'm getting to the root of this. Confession shouldn't just be to go to get a little cheap car wash, right? You're not trying to wash the mud off and then go on your way. You're looking to receive God's mercy and then trying to figure out what is the issue going on in my life. That's why I recommend going to a regular confessor because they they will start to understand and and, and be a part of your solution, right? Not 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 just going somewhere else and, and, and going differently to someone all the time to to hope that you know, I don't want to be embarrassed if I go all over the place, then then they won't know who I am. No, try to find somebody that's regular and go to them so they can help you figure out your problem. That's the thing. You're not saying the same thing. This is the the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You're getting to the root of it. So let Jesus do it. It's like he said about being healed in that quote a minute ago. It's about healing. Like, it's not about just saying, I did this and I'm sorry, I was bad, please forgive me. Lord, how do I get this out of my life? How do I change my life? How do I mend my life? So... You know, another one, it's not working. I'm not changing. Well, confession isn't a magic pill, right? I mean, we go, we receive God's mercy, but then we have to amend our life. Like, we have to have that real desire to change and that firm commitment to do so. That's what we say in that act of contrition is, you know, I, I uh, resolve to sin no more, right? And to avoid the near occasion to, of sin. That means I'm not only going to try not to sin, I'm going to try to avoid anything that causes me to sin. That's the amendment part that so many people miss. As they go in there, they feel better because they come out and they feel clean. Whew, that's over with. I told somebody thanks. Mm-hmm. But you're not done. There is, there's your, your penance and then going and saying, I'm going to live differently. I'm going to do everything in my life and in my power to not sin in this way again. Doesn't mean you won't ever fall, 
but it means that you're doing everything in your power, in your will to resolve that firm resolution to not sin again. And so we can't look at this as a magic pill. You know, we need to look at it as something that's inviting us into spiritual maturity and that we have to work on these things outside of that time in the confessional as well. Um, you know, another one, I'm going to have to admit I have an issue, right? That's what a lot of people stay away from confession for. If I verbalize it, then I'm admitting I have a problem. And a lot of people are scared to do that mm-hmm. because they don't know what's going to come after that. I would say the, the reality is you get a chance to become vulnerable and you get a chance to offload that weight in your life. Much like I got to in the in, in the in the jail cell and in that confessional that preceded that and then the confessional that that you know was post that with Father Martel was I was able to get that stuff out of my life so I could start to change my life. And so that's the reality of this. Um, last one, you know, like I said, and this is just reiterating what I said a second ago, I never truly amend my life. I hear guys say that, like I never I'm never any different. Well, it's not as I said, there's not a magic wand waving there. You know, this isn't something where somebody else is going to do it for you. There's work you have to do. Right. Nobody else is going to show up and go, okay, man, I'm going to take your laptop and your cell phone. I'm going to buy covenant eyes for you. And you're going to lock you in a room where you can't like get to anything electronic again in your life. Nobody's going to do that. We have to call on the grace and the mercy and the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within us. Make that decision in our life that we want to be different and change. And, And guys, you know, that's really the perceptions and reality I had that we've got to combat these lies that the devil tells us, right? He's he says, you know, God has mercy, and then after you you commit a sin, he says, but God also has judgment, mm-hmm. right? He's playing both sides of the core on confession. We have to start realizing that confession is not a punishment, man. God loves us so much, and this is part of the talk I give in the retreat. You know that He's given us all these gifts. It's part of His desire to show us the personal relationship that He desires to have with us, and part of that is confession, one of the greatest gifts He gives. Is to say, I don't want you carrying that burden around in your life anymore, right? I don't want that weight there because when you're when you're mired down with that, you're an easy target for the devil. You're moving further away from me, and I want nothing more than to have you at my side for all of eternity, right? I love you that much. I've made many rooms for you, as he says. And so we have to look at this and see that, you know, as Proverbs says, no one who conceals transgressions will prosper, but one who confesses and forsakes him will obtain mercy. And that's all confession is about, is Jesus' attempt, constant attempt, to give us and show us his mercy and love in our life. So guys, like if you're struggling with this, you got to find a way to get past it. And the only way you're going to do it is to get in the water. You know, sometimes you, you walk to the pool, you get in the lake, and it's freezing cold, and, and you know it's going to be fine after you're in there for a few minutes, and you just got to you know get up the moxie to jump in, right? To, to put your head under the water and go in full body. Same thing with confession. You get that first one out of the way, get these bad memories and these perceptions that are in our, our, our mind about it, and go experience the reality of what it is and look at it as Jesus' love for you. And if you do that, then you're going to be able to start clearing things out of your life that are keeping you from him. So, Vic, I hear that music. Look, St. Augustine also said, the confession of evil works is the first beginning of good works. Stop making excuses, get to confession, receive God's grace and mercy. Then you'll see your life start to change. So let's pray the Our Father to close. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. 
To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>